Bienvenidos y bienvenidas a Divina de la Mente. Este podcast está pensado para ayudarte a transformar tu vida en extraordinaria y a conseguir lo que te propongas. Welcome to the podcast Divina de la Mente. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life into extraordinary. My name is Ana García del Barrio and I am your host. Today, I have the pleasure and privilege of interviewing my dear teacher, Elina Brower. Normally, this podcast is recorded in Spanish, but today I wanted to share this interview in English so more people can benefit from listening to her and feel inspired by her words. Elina is a very well-known yoga teacher around the world. She's the author or co-author of three books and she is currently about to publish her fourth one, Being You. She also shares her insights and beautiful interviews in her podcast, Practice You, and has built a successful essential oil business through doTERRA. I have known Elena for eight years and attended many of her yoga meditation courses in Australia and in the US. But today we are not talking about yoga. Instead, we are talking about how we can build trust within ourselves to achieve what we are meant to do. About the power that small shifts can have in the trajectory of our lives. Daily practices to be our best selves. And we also talk about essential oils to protect our immune system. As an anecdote, I can tell you that this episode was recorded at 4 a.m., in Australia time, it was 2 p.m. in New York, where Elena is based, and that is why I speak very quietly, so I wouldn't wake up everyone at home. And I was also pretty jet-lagged after returning from the U.S. back to Australia. It was also recorded on the 9th of March, just before the whole pandemic crisis happened. However, you could sense in the talk that something was about to happen and it did, just a few hours later. It was a very inspiring talk for me and I hope that you enjoy it too. So here you have the interview with my teacher, Elena Brower. Thank you, Elena, so much for agreeing to be in the podcast in Divina de la Mente today. You can't imagine how mm. grateful and excited I am. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Wonderful to be here. Well, Elina, I have known you since 2012. And well, I know that, first of all, you are a mom or a, of a 13-year-old boy. You are a partner. You are a good friend to so many people. And I know that you cultivate friendship purposefully. I have seen it. You are also an mm. author or co-author of three books, I think. You, currently, you are yeah. currently finishing your next one. You have your essential oil business, which is going incredibly successfully. Mm -hmm. You run classes, yoga workshops, So my first question is, how do you do all this? <laughs> well, I plan my time very well and very carefully. 
And when I make a plan, I respect that plan. So if I have a few things laid out on my doTERRA days when I'm working on my business, that's what I do. If I have other things laid out on the other days when I'm working on my podcast or my books, that's what I do. And I've developed a level of trust within myself so that I know that what I set out for myself, I will get that done. And if it doesn't for some reason get done, it's fine, of course. But I keep my word to myself and that really makes a difference in the flow of the day. So in terms of, you were talking about trust and I love that. I love what you said of, I trust that um, I know I can do this. And if I don't do it, it's fine as well. So I guess that is a level of, or a balance of on one side, keeping yourself accountable to what you have set yourself to do, as you said, to keep your word. And on mm-hmm. the other side, mm-hmm. to just let go of whatever happens, because many times we plan, but then things happen on the way and there's no other option but to don't grasp to what we wish it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. I, I'm very keen on just creating a, a level of fluency in my life so that everything is easy. You know, I do, I do hard things, but I do them one small step at a time so that nothing ever feels too challenging or dramatic. Um, I really, I try to take good care of myself. So in that regard, what practices do you do in order to keep your energy up? Or what have you stopped doing that drains your energy? Well, the first thing is I make sure that I get a lot of sleep. Mm -hmm. That's a very important practice. The second thing, I make sure that I do my meditation. I do my practice of yoga. I do some Tai Chi. I always go to my trainer at least two, two times a week, usually three times a week. And that's how I keep my energy up. I eat very well. I, I take supplements according to my blood work every six months. And I have a really good doctor who looks after me. And that's it. It's very simple. You know, there isn't some master plan. It really is just simply take good care of yourself. Ask for help from you know, a functional doctor or any kind of a naturopath, somebody who can look after you and, and make, help you make informed choices about what you're taking and what you're eating. And from there, energy levels should be pretty good because the body is just longing to uh, reach homeostasis and, and maintain homeostasis. And there, sh- there shouldn't be too much drama. You know what I mean? And then even when the stress comes around, even when the chaos comes, you know, you you can handle it because you are taking great care of your body and your body can trust the, the environment. So I guess um, it's for what you're saying, it is also a matter of making a priority and making it as this is important for me. I need to look after myself. I cannot 
delegate it for when I have time rather. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's very true. So, Alina, your first book, Art of Attention, just changing to a different topic. I just wanted to tell you that that first book that you wrote was the book that brought me to you. At that time, I was new in yoga. I was working at a mm. bank in 2012. And I remember... Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I remember perfectly that I was at my desk feeling pretty, I don't know, just not being in the place that I should be at a lunch break. And I think it was a newsletter from Goop um, that were mentioning your book or an interview with you or something like that. Mm -hmm. And without not mm -hmm. knowing you or anything about you, I decided to order it. So it was delivered to Australia. It took forever to arrive, <laughs> as things happen here. <laughs> as, as it happens. <laughs> yeah. And when I received it, I was fascinated by it, by the photos, mm -hmm. the prompts. And through the book, I learned more about you. And then I realized that the studio, the yoga studio where I was practicing in Brisbane from which is from, um, sorry, which belongs to Julius Merdon, who is one of your friends, mm. was going to host you there. So it was mm -hmm. very serendipitous, all of that. Anyway, a few years later, I moved to the US and I brought with me your second book, Practice You, which I love. But I couldn't bring Art of Attention because of weight constraints in the luggage and all that. But when I arrived... Right. Yeah, when I arrived back to back home three days ago and your book was there in my bookcase, I have it with me. And I saw it again, it was like finding a treasure. And, mm. and I thought, what an appropriate title again, Art of Attention. It feels that attention is becoming more and more of an art or a science, I don't know. And um, I just opened it up and there was the first quote that I read was, mm. are you going to be an unconscious slave or a conscious servant? That was the first. So that's one of my favorites. Will you be a, a, an unconscious slave to all of your instincts or will you be a conscious servant to your highest tendencies? How beautiful. Yeah. How beautiful. I was only teaching, I was teaching myself at the time. I needed mm -hmm. that so desperately. I needed to find out the answer to that question at the time. And through the creation of that book, the co-creation of that book with uh, Erica Jago, who's my co-author and creator, designer of the book, we, we both came a long way during the course of the making of that book toward figuring ourselves out pretty, we were pretty serious about it. And we took it on and, and I think we did a fairly good job. I think, I think that book turned out to be uh, very influential and it really it seemed to have an impact on the visual life of yoga as it was being transmitted at the time, you know, because yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of that happening. It was very sort of, you know, drawn and not really exciting in terms of visuals at all mm -hmm. and uh and and then we have this gorgeous 
you know, um, a real, a real editorial looking, inspiring, um, platform. That's what that book became. It was, I'm still really proud of it actually. Oh, it is so beautiful and inspiring. So in a destructive world that we live in, how do we ensure that we keep paying attention? How do we ensure that we are placing it where we want it to be? Mm. Well, I think a lot of the practices that I've been, you know, just laying out here, just since we started talking really, are, are very relevant. You know, I think that for us to make sure that we have movement exercise in our lives really helps our mind to maintain a level of focus and, and sustained attention. Mm-hmm. I know for sure that food has a lot to do with it. So, you know, I can see it in my kid and in my own body. When I eat sugar, what happens? When he eats sugar, what, <laughs> what happens? Yeah. You know, I have a, a pretty strict deal right now going where for the most part i'm on fodmap for right now which is um, a pretty clean diet suffice to say but it allows me when i'm out or at someone's home or i'm eating out or i'm traveling it allows me to sort of eat whatever i want with a couple of enzymes and not suffer Mm -hmm. so that the food that goes in i find is huge for my focus and my capacity to pay attention for you know, sustained bursts or short bursts. So I think, I think there are a lot of factors that contribute to our capacity to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your meditation practice that you talk about it in, well, I see you in your Instagram stories. I've, well, I have taken meditation courses, many with you uh, along these mm. years. And you always talk about um, your morning practice, your man, your morning routine, even though I don't like this word, I don't know why it is, feels like very used up <laughs> these days, but it's, I get that. <laughs> but I um, get that. you always talk about all the things that you do in the mornings to ensure that you prime the day for the best. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Are you still doing it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, every day. <laughs> so that's my, that's my, it's my gift to myself, you know? I don't miss it. I sit, I wake up, I scrape my tongue, and I sit. That is my favorite thing to do. Um, in the mornings, I, I really I take really good care of myself in those early few minutes before I start work, before I do anything else. It's just me and my breath. And that sets me up for you know, a real a real sense of power. Um, not power over, but power with the aspects of my life that could potentially seem daunting just to take a few really deep breaths in the morning for 15, 20 minutes and really take care of how I'm showing up. Uh, it makes a big difference, a really big difference. And, um, you have talked publicly about your addiction to marijuana in the past and how Mm. art helped you overcome it. And Mm. the truth is many of us are addicted to something or another. It can be online Mm. shopping or mindless social media scrolling, drugs to sleep, Mm. drugs to wake up, 
unhelpful thoughts. What advice or insights would you share with someone who is currently feeling stuck in something that feels that something else has the control over her? Hmm. Well, first I would back up and look at where you're giving your power away. So for a really long time, I gave my power over to drugs. Like that was, I thought I needed them in order to be fun and funny and special and interesting and capable. Once I saw that I was giving my power over and I was powerless against them, against the, the substances, that was the beginning of a long time of just watching like, wow, that really is a problem. <laughs> wow. I really don't have control over this and wow, I need help. And I wasn't willing to ask for help for probably a good year of me knowing I needed to ask for it. And then at, at a certain point I, I, I committed to asking and I started to ask. And that was probably the best thing I ever did for myself because that started a cascade of creative uh, replacements, you know, instead of going to smoke, there were other things to do. I could, I could create art, I could write, I could go running, I could, you know, go take on a teaching gig, I could study my oils, which is what actually ultimately ended up happening. And that led to me having a really insanely unimaginably successful business that I created during the time when I used to be smoking marijuana. Like, yeah. wow, that's just, that was the coolest part of all. And in a way, I, I feel very strongly like that was exactly the path I needed to take. I have no regrets. I have no, um, I have some remorse. Like, oh, I, I wish I would have done this a little differently, but I don't regret it. I just have remorse, meaning I, 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 it would be nice to be able to go back and do it again, but I don't regret what happened. I feel like I did a pretty great job of getting through it and coming out the other side in a, in a really good way. And I appreciate and really honor the, the privilege that it is to help other people go through it. So I created um, on episode 33 of my podcast, I did my spoken word, which I created during my first nine months of sobriety um, and shared that with my audience there. And then I receive almost daily at least one email, if not several, from people who are needing support in getting sober and trying to create the conditions for their own healing. It's a beautiful thing to, to be there to help people and walk them through in some small way or big way, uh, walk them through their journey. Yeah, I guess sometimes we can feel ashamed of parts of ourselves, but in reality, if you see it from another perspective, from another lens, it's opening up to become more compassionate, perhaps, and to feel also more understanding from, you know, we are all humans. We all go through pains. We all have our things. So do others. Mm. So For this sure. is, yeah, um, there is really nothing to be 
ashamed of. Maybe there are points to improve, things that we could do better and could. Sometimes if we, when I have realized it, sometimes just changing even one thought, one single tiny thing can have such exponential results in the rest of your life. It's true what you say. Very true. Very true. Well said. And the small things, you know, it could be, let's say you're listening to, to Anna and me right now and you're thinking, oh, I, I can't, I can't ever do this. I can't ever get through this. There's no way. You know, what's one thing that you could change? Maybe you're doing something every single day that you know you shouldn't be doing. Maybe don't do it on Wednesday. <laughs> you know, a simple, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe just take one day off. That's how it sort of started for me. I was like, all right, today, I, I forget what day of the week it was, October 21st of 2014. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to do this for today and I'll see how I feel tomorrow. Tomorrow came and I was like, all right, I can do that again. And I did it a second day and then that built and it became 40 days and 40 days became 90 days and 90 days became five and a half years. You know, I haven't touched anything. And I, I was sure that it was impossible. I was certain. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. at all. And by that, with one tiny little step, you realize that you then, time later, you have changed totally the direction of your life and how different things are now. And yes, yes. Exactly. So for those afraid to embark on a change in their lives, maybe because mm. they feel that they won't be understood by others, they will be judged, um, or they are afraid to what others will think, will say, what comments they will get in Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what mm -hmm. would you say to it's them? It's a good question. This is a very good question. <laughs> I would say you, you, you really, I, you don't want me to care about what other people think, do you? Yeah. No, that's what I would ask your listener. And that's what I'm asking you. You don't want me to care what other people think. You want me to go and live my truth, right? You want me to go and get sober if it means getting sober, take care of myself if it means taking care of myself, whatever it is, you, you want me to go and do that. So what if I told you that I care too much about what other people think, so I can't possibly accomplish this? You would look at me and you would think, oh my God, no, no, not you. Don't you care? No. And that's what I would say to you if you're listening to us and you're thinking, no way, I can't, I can't possibly do this. I can't possibly accomplish this, this <clears throat> crazy mission of, creating this massive change in my life. I dare you to start really small and think about yourself as a little kid. Encourage yourself as you would a little kid for the first time getting on your bike or, or doing something tiny and practice taking good care of yourself. That's, that's the magic right now of where we're at in this world. Like you can make a tiny move and change your life with one tiny little move. 
And it's that tiny little move that will show you, it's, it's right back to where we started, Anna. Mm-hmm. That tiny little move of you saying, I'm gonna do this and then doing it, that shows you who you can trust. You can trust yourself. And when you build that trust within yourself in those tiny, tiny moments, you can do anything. It all starts with the tiny things. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have the feeling that apart from exactly this, apart from your hard work, which you have put heaps, I know, I have seen it, your honesty mm-hmm. and your integrity and being able to keep truthful to your words and your message. And it's actually will have propelled you to success because you know yeah. what people can know what they can get from you you are direct you you're very compassionate and caring but you you know when things must be said and how you want your message to be delivered then you just go and do it that is true that is true. I don't, I don't, I don't mess around. I know exactly what, what I need to accomplish. And then I go ahead and try and accomplish it best I can. You know, there's no, there's no question about what I want to do. And again, I mean, I think your questions are really good on because you're, you somehow keep reiterating the same point, which is what small habits can we build these tiny small habits that we can build in order to create the environment of trust within ourselves that will lead us to be able to be clear in anything that we do it will lead us to be able to speak clearly act clearly love clearly learn clearly study clearly teach clearly that's all we're ever trying to do here beautiful said so Can you give us a hint of what it's going to be your next book, Being You, about? Well, it's a journal. It's similar to Practice You. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm super proud of it. I can't wait to to show you guys. Um, The scandal of it is it was initially intended for teens, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know if that's where it's going to land. It could very well be that it's just a journal for all. And I'm not, I'm just not, not entirely certain. That's the truth of it. It's, it's similar to practice you in so far as we have prompts, we have creative space. We have even a little bit more creative space than what we had before but we have a little more sophistication in an interesting way. And we've we've created uh, a lot more room to write. What I found and the feedback I got from Practice You was it's so wonderful, it's still being used in all kinds of trainings and healing settings all over the world. But almost everyone says the same thing, which is I just got going and then the page ended and I had to move on to another prompt. Mm -hmm. So I tried to give a little more room in this, uh, in this book. And I think I've, I think I've done a pretty good job of it. Yeah. Elena and um, 
my daughter Adim were having a call with her mm. and she was still painting because she paints herself them um, the pages yeah. of the book, right? You design them, you paint them with watercolors. And it was so beautiful. We were all chatting about all things essential oils and she was there painting at the same time. It's beautiful. Anyone who joins Doterra yes. through us can actually access that call and and you will see it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We have a lot of, I can say this for sure. I, I thoroughly love what I do with doTERRA. I love the work of empowering women to believe in themselves, teach them how to do all the things that we've talked about on this call. Anna. You know, I want to teach you how to create your ideal schedule, how to believe in yourself, how to trust yourself, and how to create the conditions for your family to lead in your own community with the practices that you know and love. That's, that's my favorite thing. <clears throat> so what brought you to doTERRA? What brought you to the essential oils and made you shift your priorities from sort of the yoga world into empowering women to have a different way of earning money from their homes through this beautiful aromatherapy business, this world, science, world, art. What made you change? What did you see there? Yeah. You know, I was very against, before I understood the nature of this business, I was very against it. I couldn't quite wrap my head around what network marketing was it sounded and felt somehow dirty to me there were lots of negative stigmas attached to this way of doing business so i was not keen at all and what i came to understand is that actually this is i've said this many times before this is the way forward for women who wish to have an active role in their kids lives and upbringing um, they get to work from, I get to work from home. Let's put it on myself for a moment. I get to work from home. I get to be here when he forgets his tracksuit or his <laughs> lunch or his sneakers or, you know, anything. I get to be here when the teacher wants to talk to me in a moment's notice and, you know, mitigate something for, for them. One of the biggest honors of my life is that I'm home pretty much all the time. And I have this capacity to be present for whatever is happening. Um, I also get to create for myself whatever level of engagement I create in this style of business is the level of return I will receive. So as involved as I am, that's how much I have the capacity to earn. The great students of any network marketing business with integrity become great teachers of it. And the great teachers of it become the leaders. So let me say that again, the great students, they become the teachers of it. And the teachers are the ones who become the leaders, the consistent present teachers. And that's been the biggest pleasure of my life because I never expected it. You know, I get to do what it is that I came to this world to do, which is to learn and teach. And as a result, I actually get to earn money that I never expected to earn. I certainly never could have earned as a yoga teacher. Um, and now I get to be philanthropic, which was my dream of my life 
was, you know, could I just possibly <laughs> be in some way uh, capable of contributing to my world in a, in a significant way, philanthropically? And that's what I get to do now. And that's like, wow, that's the best of the best. It doesn't get better than that. Well, for me, it's been such a rewarding, it is such a rewarding experience um, having you, having Julie as my upline leaders, learning from mm, you guys, mm. and then having the opportunity to build connections, friendships with other people, women around the world and learn together and share together. So much fun, really. Mm. I always tell you, just have so much so fun. So much fun. Yeah. So yeah. much fun. We're all just learning, you know, mm -hmm. and guess what we're learning about? It's, it's the ways in which we get to engage with our, with, with our natural world through these plants. And, you know, if, if let's say your listener is wondering, well, what are you doing? You're just planting and taking from the earth. No, we're actually creating with the farmers and the villages where we work. We're creating the conditions for that land to be absolutely optimally nourished. We're not taking from anyone. And in fact, we're creating opportunities for each one of these communities to grow significantly month over month, year over year from the work that they do with the land. There's no, you know, there's, there's nothing being taken here. This is all about really creating the opportunity for these people to um, have have an experience of abundance within their own lifetime where they might not have. Yeah, beautiful. And um, same with all the foundations and initiatives that Dotara fund mm -hmm. to create opportunities exactly. at many levels. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So just have, to find, um, sorry. Hmm? Yeah, I was just going to say we have the Healing Hands Foundation. I've been able to take part in several initiatives over the last two years. We've raised tens of thousands of dollars for Girls on Fire leaders. This is an organization that I support for several years now. We train young girls ages six to 16 how to teach and lead other young girls in their communities in the poorest rural uh, and slum areas of Kenya. The results have been astronomical. We found that when we train and teach uh, even a quarter of the girls in a community, there's a significant change in the future of the community. And we're teaching these girls that they no longer have to submit to genital mutilation. They no longer have to submit to childhood marriage. They no longer have to submit to abuse by teachers, parents, step-parents. They can actually have a voice and it's they who are creating the change in their community. And that's but one of the initiatives I've taken part in with doTERRA's help via Healing Hands. Um, it's a real privilege to, to watch this organization, doTERRA. They, they pay all the admin costs so that any money that's donated goes directly to the cause and I've, I've never seen anything quite like it. You know, we wellness advocates can create our own fundraisers and many have. I've overseen one that uh, brought diffusers and oils to a mental hospital in New Zealand. I've overseen the build of a school in Cambodia. And these are not all my team. 
These are other teens who call on me to help sponsor them. Um, so it's always a great, a real honor to be part of that. So great. So, yeah. I don't know, in the world that we are living at the moment, having an opportunity to mm. contribute in this way, um, it's just yeah. phenomenal. So much needed. So healing it too. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So true. So what are your favorite essential oils at the moment? What do you have there? Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me, I have my favorite um, protocol for support right now where I think we're basically recording this at the very onset of what's going to be this pandemic. I'm, I'm a little worried about it. I'm not terribly alarmist, not changing my life yet. I'm not changing any travel plans yet, but I can see that it's going to become a thing. So I've been studying a lot about the oils that support our systems when it comes to the presence of uh, a viral threat of any kind. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot about herpes simplex because there are really great oils for that. I've learned a lot about um, RNA viruses, DNA viruses. And what I've learned mostly is that these oils help to degrade the cell structures of viral cells and keeping those viral cells from uh, proliferating is kind of what we're looking for. So to support the body in doing what it naturally does, which is move toward homeostasis, as we said earlier, move toward healing. To support the body, we have this, I have a little flight of oils that I've been using alternately in my diffuser, in rollers that are diluted to put on my feet, to put on my son's spine. And they are peppermint, breathe, the Breathe Blend, or also known as Easy Air, <clears throat> Eucalyptus, Basil, Lemongrass, Oregano, mm -hmm. Thyme, mm -hmm. On Guard, and Cassia. There are others. Manuka is really good too, but these are the ones that I've isolated in my studies as being really important for us right now. And so I keep them around. They're right in front of me on my desk. And I am constantly making little sprays and <laughs> little yeah. concoctions with them, variations. But basically, that's, that's what I use. And I, I have to say, so far, so good. I do think that we're about to get a, a real onslaught. But let's see what time shows us, you know. Again, I haven't changed anything yet, but let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I think there, is, there are so many unknowns at the moment. That's the, the thing that scares people, I guess. But this is life as well, full of unknowns. We will see. Full of unknowns. I don't, I don't think we need to be scared. I think we yeah. need to just be prepared. Mm -hmm. I wish we would have done what China did. I wish we would have just kept everybody home for a little while earlier than this, you know, because now the cases are coming through and now it should have, we should have done this a while back. We should have just kept everybody still, you know, last week. 
is, is your kid going to school still or he has been sent home or how are today kids was in the New first York? day that they closed the school okay yeah today today they closed the school so right. let's see what happens tomorrow I don't know yeah there was a case <clears throat> I think it was a case of exposure already um let's see what happens Oh, well, so just to finish yeah. this podcast on a positive note, <laughs> what mm, mm, mm. final, if you have anything else that you would like to share, um, this is the time or I don't know, even an essential oil for someone who has never tried an essential oil or an idea, a prompt from being you that you would like to share. I don't know. Something that you think that it's relevant mm. just for today. You know, just for today, there's one prompt that I brought forward from Practice You and I put it into Being You as well. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite prompt. Some part of me knows how to heal this. I love that one. And when you write it down, Instantly, your brain goes to the thing that needs to be healed. That's what to address. Like, don't question it. That's the thing right there. I love Some it. part of me knows how to heal this. Yeah. I love it. Well, so with this, I think we can wrap this episode up. And I mm. love you immensely. You know it. And I can't wait for the next mm, time. I love you too. <laughs> to see you and hug you. Same, same. Same. When will that be? When are we going to see each other? Well, who knows? I might be traveling to Europe um, in summer or we will see. Mm -hmm. And I would like to come back to the States again to take on some courses. Uh, but for the moment, I have just arrived in Australia. Are you coming to Australia this um winter no, no not this year not this year not this winter no no yeah better staying at home no i have i have well i'm just trying to be at home more and my kid would like my kid likes it when i'm home mm -hmm. yeah so i'm trying to be home more feels really good to be home yeah i get it anyway i'm sure yeah. it will happen so I send you a virtual hug and of course we will be in touch. Um, we are always in touch actually. Mm. And, um, I thank you once again we for are. being here, your ongoing support and your availability always. Oh, bless, bless. Thank you so much for everything. Seriously, thank you for having me here. Real treat to be here. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this interview. Do not hesitate in referring this episode to anyone who could benefit from listening to it. In divinadelamente.com, you have more resources in Spanish to help you transform your life into extraordinary. <laughs>